You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. The correct during here. Stadium time is 8.47 p.m. Central Standard Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast harbored by the good folks at collegeofmagnolia.com. Greetings, citations, Orange and Truthers. It is I, Drew Crowson, at Crow 2 on Twitter. You can find me at Crow on Venmo. To one side of me is the rumor monger, Ryan S. Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter. The S stands for... Super sad about the postseason. Yeah, super sad Maybe. about the postseason. Sweet 16 <laughs> dreaming. To the other side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR, the kind that you Venmo him for. A guy who knows that they'd rather see him in the pen still getting to tape off the scene of the slaughter, still getting swole off of bread and water. It's the AU chief. Archanon Poros. And joining us all the way from Music City, USA, Dr. Will McLaughlin. Hey, guys. How's it going? Well, we got you on here, Doc, to... Talk a little hoops, because this is the beginning of Auburn basketball season. This week, Thanksgiving week, just as we all thought. So, what do you know, Will? Heck of a week, hasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Where do we start? (laughs) So, last... Let me start real quick. Rewind with, all the way back to last Wednesday night uh, yeah, let's, on the draft. Let's do the positives. First, Isaac Okoro <laughs> drafted by your Cleveland Cavaliers at number five. He'll wear number 35 in the league. He will compete instantly for a starting position with the on the Cavs. Um, yours truly wrote a little bit about which team he should go to, and I had the Cavs as one of the teams that would be actually a pretty good fit for young Isaac because – no one's going to expect him to do anything. So Isaac Okoro gets to get used to the NBA um, for a full season in a market that really doesn't have a ton of pressure on it for a team that's expected to win about 15 games. And if he does great, awesome. If he doesn't do great, who cares? It's the Cavs. And he'll have another year to, to develop. Because the biggest knocks on Isaac are things that just are going to take time in the gym to improve. His free throw shooting is three-point shooting. The other stuff, he'll be able to contribute immediately in the NBA. He already, I don't know if you guys have been seeing the photos coming out of his like whirlwind tour of Cleveland. Because he went immediately, like Thursday morning, flew to Cleveland yeah. to do a photo shoot and shoot baskets and already start practicing. Because they like the NBA season starts like in a couple of weeks, December twenty second. 
Yeah. So he's got to get ready to play a basketball uh, season with guys he's never met next month. Um, is, is there a preseason too? I don't know. I don't think so. There's no summer league, obviously. So I haven't seen anything about a preseason. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be. The preseason is the stuff before Christmas Day because they, they really wanted to start the season on Christmas Day. But they by kicking it to the 22nd, they're like, all right, we can get a couple of games, maybe one game out of our belt, under our belt before we play Christmas. Because now with – they opened up free agency and trades like last week. And I remember I looked at the Oklahoma City Thunder roster and like the Detroit Pistons roster. The Thunder only got one guy on the team who started, who was there last year. And then we got five guys on the team at all who were there last year. So their whole team is made up of guys who have never played together, were not there last year. Um, so a lot of teams look like that. And the Cavs didn't do a ton besides pick up Okoro. Hey, they got JaVale McGee. <laughs> JaVale McGee! <laughs> I just want to. I want some video from practice or something where uh, Isaac gets to defend against uh, Colin Sexton, because I'm I'm sure he'll do about this as good a job as uh, Pat Kime did. They already uh, right. <laughs> they already uh, took a picture together, I believe. I, I think I saw that. They're on the same team now, guys. They actually never played against each other. I don't believe. Maybe they have. Yep. In uh, AAU. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that they – because uh, where's Colin Sexton from? He was the same high school as Jared Harper. Yeah, yeah I'm sure, so I'm sure they, they definitely passed. played against each other. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. So um, I'm uh, surprising that he wasn't also on AOT, uh, but then he probably would have gone to Auburn. So anyway. <laughs> so we've got um, – I don't know if you guys have seen the photos from that photo shoot Okoro did. It appears that he spent his quarantine in the gym, in the weight room. Yeah. I'm sure because he looks giant. Yeah, he's well, in the Auburn weight room. Yeah, yeah. Because even like the yeah, Cavs yeah. official account, like tweeted some picture of him and like a picture of the Incredible Hulk next to each other. Like they're they're playing up how giant he looks. He does you look know, like he's been lifting weights the whole time. You know, Damon put put like Damon Davis put put like 20 pounds on him last year yeah. in like a few months before the season started. So, um, and I'm sure he probably packed on about 10 more before he headed out. Uh, he has Cleveland. that Dwight Howard rookie body where it's like, how old is this guy? How, <laughs> how did that happen? How did he get those muscles? Well, Dwight Howard uh, had a gigantic body and his head was looked tiny because of his giant shoulder muscles. Yeah. Uh, if you recall. Uh, Still does. Yeah. Well, I think it's just he's got a small head. Um, Isaac doesn't have a small head. Though. No, and I think the Cavs are excited about him. Um, I have a buddy who's a, a really huge Cavaliers fan. He's like, sucks. he said, well, I, uh, unless he's LeBron, we're probably not going to win more than 20 <laughs> games this year. I go, well, he's not LeBron, but cause he was like, tell me about him. Tell me about it. I was like, well, he's not LeBron, but he's a really good player and he's going to help you, you know, win close games cause his defense is really good. And he goes, yeah, I mean, we, we really suck. So he said, I assume he's still going to wear number 23. No, he's 35. 35. <laughs> That's a shame. No, the, the uh, Cavaliers so have a, are going to be one of, I believe, three teams to retire a LeBron James jersey at some point. Crazy. So, uh, Will, you, you normally do a pretty good job about keeping up with Auburn players in the NBA. So what all are we looking at at this point? 
So right now, obviously, Coro to the Cavs. Uh, Chumil Kiki uh, will be on the Orlando Magic this season. I think he's like signed his rookie deal last week, right? What now? Sorry. Yeah. I think he's cleared to play. I think yeah, he should be yeah. good to go. So he signed his rookie deal last week. Um, Jared Harper signed his two-way deal with the New York Knicks today. So he's one of two guys that will be a two-way player. Um, the MV, uh, the G League affiliates, the Westchester Knicks. Um, I know they've done some things with the G League rules where I think that he has uh, the option to be up with the main team more than he was in the previous years because, quite frankly, with the Suns last year, he only was on the roster like three or four games, but he stayed in the G League pretty much the entire year until they waived him the day that they canceled everything. Yeah. Um, Bryce Brown is still – haven't seen anything on him. I feel like that the Celtics really want to bring him back on a two-way deal. They have one spot left. They signed Taco Fall to the other one. I'm hoping he'll be back on the Celtics, but a lot of the other teams I think are interested in Bryce. Um their G League coach uh, of the main red class is now actually uh, going to be joining the Knicks as an assistant. So, hey, Bryce Brown, Jared Harbour reunion in New York? Maybe. <laughs> what against it? And, I, don't, uh, I don't wish that on Bryce. I don't either. <laughs> and then I think uh, haven't heard when there's going to be a G League draft, but I would expect Austin Wiley and Samir Dowdy to both end up in the G League. Yeah. If there is a G League, we haven't really heard a yeah, whole lot a about pick. it and what it's going to be this year, but – um, as far as like guys NBA related, that's kind of where we're at. There's a if couple there guys. If there is one, it'll be on ESPN Plus, I believe. Yes, they have some games on ESPN Plus. Also, the GLeague.com they they broadcast a lot of games. I watched a yeah. lot of G League basketball. And YouTube. Is there a is there a chance that they could do some sort of bubble with the G League as well? It's not worth um, it. I've heard that as an option in Vegas potentially. Almost it costs, do it like a summer league. It costs the NBA an ungodly amount of money to do that bubble in Disney World. Yeah. So I don't know. Could they, if, could they do it in Vegas like they did, like essentially like they do the summer league and just tighten up the restrictions? Yeah, yeah maybe. that's what I was sort of thinking. It would have to be much shorter. They couldn't do it for four months like they did right. in Disney World. I, mean, I, it, I, can't, I didn't read the statistics, but I bet it, I bet it cost them a million, bu- a million bucks a month, minimum. Oh, probably, yeah. But they, they, they did it because they're – we're, we're making more. It was better than yeah. bringing no money in. Uh, what I think is interesting, Will, is that if you've noticed any of these, like, the flurry of free agency signings, the contracts have not gone down. There were a lot of people who thought that because of the no fans in the stands last year and the presumptive no fans in the stands this year, you were going to start seeing these giant NBA deals start getting a little smaller as it's it's assumed the salary cap would go down in the next CBA because of the lack of revenue. But that does not seem to be the case as um, guys are signing massive, uh, more than one guy I think has gotten a $100 million deal, including Gordon Hayward, who is, I don't like, he played less than 60 games for the cap for the Celtics in three years. And the Hornets went and gave him nine figures, and I don't get it. <laughs> but uh, Okoro is making five point five, I think, a year for this year and yeah. next. And he's got an option for he has a player option, I believe, for his last two years, which is just that's just the basic four year rookie deal, where he couldn't yeah. negotiate that. That was what in the NBA that's way that's what you have to be paid as the fifth pick in that year's draft. And then Chuma, I think, is getting. 
last year's 16th pick money, but it, yeah. it's the same as this year. So it I think matter. in total it was like four and 15 and a half. Yeah. So he's getting paid a little bit less, a lot of bit less than Bright than, uh, than Isaac's going to get. Because Isaac can get four and 20 minimum. But then Isaac can opt out or the Cavs can opt him in. They can extend him at any point in time. Usually guys get extended in the third year of the rookie deal. Where do we think Chuma goes in this year's draft? Top five. I think he's yeah, yeah. he's yeah. right around the same spot. I, that's what I think too. Top five. So And I um, think Isaac's probably in Chuma's spot in last year's draft, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Maybe. Last year's think, draft was last year's draft was solid. But I think Isaac would have benefited a lot last year from a March Madness run though. That's yeah. True. That's true. Yeah. Speaking um, of March Madness runs, uh, Auburn was guaranteeing itself two straight years of not having a March Madness run, which is lousy. But to put it in perspective, it was many, many moons longer than just two between our, <laughs> between our last March Madness runs. Oh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Auburn announced on, what was that, Monday, yesterday? Sunday. Sunday, I think. I don't know. The last few days have seemed weeks long. But, so, uh, Auburn announced Sunday that it will be imposing a, a postseason ban on itself. Most and that, of the people. And, that, and that's in relation to uh, the things that we've already set two players for yes. for uh, a year and then an, uh, another nine games for one. Um, fired the coach. Fired the coach. Fired a couple of uh, staff members as well. Uh, and yet that was not enough sacrifice. So, well, uh, I, I don't, that's the thing. The press release made it seem like that's what it was for. Right. There are a lot of people who think that there's some other, there's some other shoe going to drop on Auburn and no one knows what it is. And that this is some sort of, you cannot say we didn't have institutional control. We literally took three different punishments plus a recruiting ban that chiefs didn't mention. That's, that's right. Yeah, I had forgotten all about that recruit. We, we oh, self-imposed. What do you mean? We got the uh, the all-star Javon Franklin. We self-imposed. <laughs> we did not recruit anyone. Jared McCormick. Sorry. Yeah, we got. We self-imposed a recruiting ban. We have now imposed a postseason ban. We sat two players for a season and another one for another nine games. So you would think after all of this, the Chuck Person saga is over. But we'll see. We'll see. The NCAA yeah, makes we'll no see. sense. I think, I think that people would – one of the things people hate about the NCAA is the strictness of stupid rules. Like you can spend money on recruit – you can feed him a home-cooked meal, but you can't feed him whatever else. Like there's some other weird rule and that that's well, a secondary it, violation. It, it's that as well as there's no place for you to look and say, okay, we did this. Here's right. the punishment you received. And that's the thing. There's, they it's literally arbitrary. have come out and said, we don't take past rulings into account. The reason there is no, no there is no, here's what you did, here's the punishment that you would get for that if you do that, is so that they can arbitrarily enforce the rules. Right, because if in, in the actual court, like where you, know, you would go if you were pulled over speeding and you were trying right. to argue that it was a problem. In actual court, you would 
they, they would say, well, in 2009, the case of Stevenson versus the state of Alabama, <laughs> we ruled in this. So right. therefore, it's going to get this much time. Like, that's just the way that court works. There's right. Court and, law, and, and case there's law. not even what you have in, in law where uh, you kill someone and you can do 15 to life. There's not even that. There's no range. There's no nothing. Right. There's just, we'll do what we want to do. If you're Duke, eh, we might let it uh, slide. If you're Alabama, eh, we'll give you a little bit of probation that doesn't actually do anything to you. Yeah, what is Alabama's probation? Because they're on, with how many years? It's like six years? Three. Three years. And it's nothing. And what was that for, just for your uh, it's for an, an associate AD uh, arranging to pay another – being caught red-handed to pay a player to attend the University of – well, actually, no. Sorry. I That was overwrought. It was a, a, an associate AD doing what Chuck Person did. Caught doing it. Well, wait. Being, what, being paid to give a player money to go to an agent. An associate uh, AD, not a coach. An associate AD, someone in the athletic department. That That's seems a, more like institutional control. Yeah, uh, lack of institutional uh, control. yeah, yeah. It does. Just a However, bit. they could make the case that because it was an associate AD, the head basketball at the coach at the time might have had no idea what was happening. Right, but generally, institutional control violations are way worse than your coach doing something. That's true. Did uh, uh, Did they ever get in trouble for Colin Sexton? That's, that's what it. that was. That's okay, that's it. what that was. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. I don't He's think it mentioned him. Game. Yeah, he set one game. Uh, I I don't think it ever – see, that's the thing. They set him one game. We set a guy a whole year, and then he had to sit out nine months or nine nine more games. So, uh, so that Not seems, to mention that same player uh, that took over almost a year to rule on his academic eligibility before. Yeah, before that, yeah. <laughs> it, it's uh, – it's just annoying to me, I, and I said this, um, the the stuff that we've had to go through over this, I would not be anywhere, I, I don't even know that I'd be mad at all if we were just another name in a in a long list of people who had gotten in trouble for all of this. Right. If Arizona and Kansas and LSU were all getting punished as well. But we're not. We're the only one. We're the only one that has these tons of writers writing stories about us being corrupt and and cheating and all this stuff over and over and over again in this well, whole thing. They were writing a lot of stories about Will Wade when the tape came out, and LSU just kind of wrote it out somehow. Which maybe that's how you do it. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't know it. What was we'll the last see. school to actually get a postseason ban from the NCAA? Because I feel like the NCAA hasn't hammered anybody in basketball in a Oklahoma long time. State. Who? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That's okay. Right. Yeah, they just. But got was that one. self-imposed, or was that from the NCAA? No, no, no. They were cooperating with the NCAA, right? And then, and then they NCAA came and walloped them anyway. Yeah, Missouri got one a couple of years ago as well for they football and baseball, right? Basketball too. Yeah, there was a they didn't play in the SEC tournament for the postseason, and they cooperated with the NCAA. I want to say this is like three or four years ago. 
Mississippi State had a similar thing happen, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago now, I think. Um, so, it, you know, I, I, similar in that they, I'm pretty sure they cooperated with the NCAA and then they still got walloped. Um, they did, they also, I think around the same time as the Cam Newton stuff, they got in trouble in basketball too uh, and got a postseason ban. So, it's, um, it's pretty lousy just because, again, like we are, we're talking about the NCAA ruling about on something that took place when the current crop of freshmen were in the eighth grade, ninth grade. Yeah, yeah, and and the fact that we punished the people involved at the time, you would think would satisfy the bloodlust and, and be like, okay, we don't need to punish the kids now. If you have to punish Bruce personally, okay, I guess I get it. But to take things away from kids that, again, probably never even met that coach right, is ridiculous. Um, and and I, we're talking about the NCAA right now. They didn't hand this punishment to us. We're dealing it out. It's because we think – we're hoping that it holds off them from doing something worse. I agree. Um, and – to be clear, that that worst thing is giving Bruce another show calls, right? Show calls or a multiple season ban or uh, us playing this season and then them giving us a ban next year because they're dragging their feet. Um, I, I think that probably has a lot to do with it um, because we're looking at what we have now and we know that next year we should be better than we are this year. And we don't want to let this hang out there so long that it, Affects next year. What would you guys say a show cause does for Bruce? Keeps him from taking another job. Would, um, would we then have to fire him? No, I don't think so. You you know, if they said something like five years, then yeah, I think you do. But I mean, I don't. I don't think that would to, be excessive. I don't think you have to fire him in that case, right? I mean, it unless they ban him from recruiting for five years, then that's a problem. Because yeah. um, a show cause just means if you want to hire this coach or have him yeah, on your you staff. you have to show cause. Exactly. And our cause would be like, because he makes us a lot of money and wins his games. Yeah, because yeah. he's a great coach and he's good for the, the players, the, the guys that come through here. Yeah, that's, I don't know if that would I count mean, as cause. I would assume Wes Flanagan would be the in-game coach at that point. Well, now you're saying like we have to have a different coach. Yeah, you don't have to have a different coach if you have a show cause. So, he doesn't have to lose his job. Yeah. He just can't take a, show, a new a, job. A show cause would be separate from any other kind of like game ban. Okay, and, so a suspension, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, or uh, recruiting suspension is what I would probably think that the NCAA would try to do at this point. Um. Because I, I would think if I'm looking at it and I'm the NCAA and I want to inflict, inflict as much pain as I can, I think, well, Auburn's not going to fire him with a, for, for a show cause. So I try to give him some other kind of ban. Well, heck, at this point, a recruiting ban would be kind of wouldn't be that bad because we don't really need to recruit for the next year and a half. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so do we want to I move on to Sharif? Yeah, 
look, we don't we don't know anything about that situation, so it, it's hard. It, we probably talked about it as long as as we should. Um, we'll find out more whenever. I mean, we have no idea when, and I think that's the biggest problem here, and I think that's Auburn's problem here as well. Yeah, we can move on. I think. Yeah, like you said, like we don't really know what's going to happen. The other yeah. thing we don't know what's going to happen is Sharif Cooper might be ineligible. He yeah, which we think a is a, a separate issue from everything else. The, the, it, it, all the rumors and everything else that are going around, it, the, the Sharif stuff seems to be a completely separate thing from that. Yeah, that seems to be like his dad became an agent. And so now the NCAA has to make sure that everything is above board, which I'm sure they would do for any player, not just an well, African-American I mean, cl- player. Clearly, LOL. if his dad's an agent, he shouldn't be talking to his dad, right? <laughs> right. I mean, uh, shoot, was what was his name? Out, Andrew Luck's dad was an AD at a different school. And they <laughs> but he wasn't an agent. That. He wasn't making money off of other people, I guess. I don't well, I guess you are if you're an yeah, AD. Yeah, you definitely are. But, uh, you know. He wasn't brokering deals, I suppose. Jerry Jones' grandson plays for Arkansas. <laughs> His granddad owns the Cowboys. And is a major booster to Arkansas. And is a major booster to Arkansas. That That's what, I don't know. It seems very strange. I get, I, uh, on a, on a base level, I understand that it's, it is a unique situation. You don't have a ton of guys whose dads are agents and, be, and even more so just become agents during the recruiting process of their son, though I don't think he was actually an agent until Sharif had already signed here. Yeah, like, I, think I think he basically became an agent to first... be Isaac's agent. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't I, Was his dad really involved in, in the AAU scene? Is that... I have no idea. I'm wondering if that's part of it as well. I mean, as a as a local business owner in Atlanta, I'm sure he was a you know <laughs> put in some money into that uh, AAU team that they had. Um, but it, it, if you haven't looked into it that much, or you just you just seen that Sharif is uh, not playing, it, it's all over his his dad being an agent. Um, that's as much as we really know. I, you know, we can draw some assumptions. I think there were pictures of Sharif with cash over the summer or something stupid like that. Um, and he was you, at uh, Isaac's draft party. You know, I'm sure that's not allowed either. They had a pre-existing relationship. <laughs> yeah, they have a pre-existing relationship, just well, like yeah, he does I mean, with his I, father. I, I saw. Right. Oh, you know, he had all that money to buy a car before he even got drafted. Must have been coming from Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally coming from Auburn. He would have probably bought the car before he got eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm yes. sure a guy. We do, we do not need to litigate that one. A guy who's uh, definitely probably going to uh, make millions of dollars in the next, uh, you know, the days. Days. Yeah. Uh, would would not have trouble getting a uh, friendly loan from the local Land Rover dealership. He signed his contract with Cleveland the next day. The following day, he flew to Cleveland and signed a contract because. The season, as we said, starts in less than a month. But yeah, uh, you know, there's, I guess the NC, I I don't know that it's because it's Auburn. It does feel that way because of how we've been treated by them 
I don't know, the whole time I've been alive. Uh, it's because barn cheating. The NCAA uh, is taking an incredibly long time to rule on this FBI investigation case. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also incredibly frustrating because Auburn is somewhat caught up in it. But so are Arkansas, so is Arizona and Duke and LSU. Right. And multiple other schools that don't seem to be doing anything else. Yes. So again, I will root vehemently against Duke in everything that they do and will forever until the day that I die <laughs> because of stuff like this. I, 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 uh, there's also anxiety on a lot of people's part and because of what happened with Dangel that Ryan mentioned earlier. Uh, if you don't remember, Dangel set out an entire year when he first came here because he had improved his ACT score at a prep school designed to improve his ACT score. He'd improved it too much in the NCAA didn't like it. Right. He'd been on campus. He'd already taken like six classes in the summer already at Auburn. Yeah. And uh, the NCAA never ruled on his eligibility. He just set out the whole year and then just played the next year because by that point he was eligible. Um, and that's uh, – that was not right. And the, and the NCAA does this, and I think they do it other places too. Um, it, it's, it's frustrating. Um, and, and I, for one, am pretty fearful that that's going to happen here again. They're just going to not rule on this case. Yeah. And then they, speaking of rule, they ruled on a transfer from Florida to Gonzaga. They approved him today. Mm-hmm. And you nim- Nimbard? Nimhard. Nimhard? So yeah. he'll play on Friday. You know, but that that is a that is another example of them dragging their feet. He transferred there at the beginning of the year. They've they've and they've done the dumbest stuff on these transfers. It takes them forever like or never at all. They, yeah. yeah. Like like Justin Fields was granted an immediate eligibility almost. Joey Gatewood, they drug it out until into the season. Yep. We could literally sit here for two hours, three hours, maybe talk about the transfers and the inconsistencies with it. Um, you know, that's like Kentucky had, had a couple, uh, Olivier Saar, uh, Jacob Toppin, Obi Toppin's oh, brother. They right. got cleared, but it took a while for them to be cleared. And you well, got, they, their claim is that Bruce is blocking, blocking that. <laughs> because the NCAA definitely listens to Bruce Pearl. Yeah, yeah. That's what we know about Bruce. So, is that they love do him. we want to talk about actual basketball now? This yeah. Is, yeah. Like, we'll take so a break far. and we'll come back hey, and talk have, actual. Hoops. Yeah. Yeah. I got one question for Will when we get back. All right. And we are back 30 minutes into this podcast. And we're going to talk we, actual basketball. Do we think that uh, any uh, Chuma will be starting for the Magic? Or is he going to be coming off the bench early on? I think he comes off the bench early on. But I think eventually he'll be a starter. Yeah, yeah, and the same, same for Isaac. I would Is the All-Star game or on the Magic? <laughs> Well, there's no All Star game this year, but we're talking about the Magic, yeah. I think eventually. Oh, they canceled the All Star game. Yeah, there's no All Star game this year. Bummer. Oh man, I didn't see that. Um, uh, I don't think they'd be able to finish the season when they want to if they had one. Uh, the uh, and Isaac too, I would assume, is going to be coming off the bench to start, and then do we see him starting this year? For the I think he'll start. I think maybe he'll start not, too. Maybe not immediately, but I think eventually he will. All right. 
Let's say uh, the, the Magic changed some – they had some players change hands as well. So they're going to have some guys try to figure out who they're going to play, where they're going to play. But, yeah, I could see I could see Chuma coming off the bench for the first couple of weeks. They love him, though, man. Yeah. And they really they, – they want him to do a lot for them scoring-wise. Well, that's, that's exciting. Um, it's exciting to hear. But – Auburn's got some games this week. Auburn plays three times this week before the next time we do this podcast, right? Man alive. Well, that's the hope, at least. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I will believe it when they're, you know, on the court. <laughs> yeah. So, so who, who are we facing off uh, on Thursday, Will? So, hope you eat your turkeys, hams, whatever you eat for Thanksgiving early. 3.30. Steak. Hey. <laughs> Good choice. I'd, that'd be awesome. <laughs> we do that for Christmas in my house. But three um, thirty on Thursday on Fox Sports One, we are playing the St. Joseph's Hawks. Uh, if you would check out College and Magnolia site, I did a question and answer with them. Uh, got a hold of the twenty four seven St. Joseph's writer, and he answered some questions about St. Joe's just because I wasn't really familiar with them. Um, they hey, quick quick poll real quick. Uh, I'm sure Will knows, but who knows where St. Joe's is? That's where Jameer Nelson went to school. Okay, but where uh, is it? Philly, right? <laughs> Philly, yep. Got okay, it. I didn't know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're one of the big. They're one of the big five schools in Philly. Uh, Delonte West alum, or alma mater. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yep. Same team as Jameer Nelson. Does his mom go there too, or no, Chief? Oh, oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry is that is that a touchy subject? Uh... <laughs> it is in Cleveland for our. The <laughs> oh, I forgot. We've got might have some Cleveland listeners now. Got to <laughs> got to cut down on my Cleveland jokes. Uh, anyway, yes, St. Joe's Philly, go Will. So this will be the first time we've faced this team since the first round of the twenty uh, two thousand three NCAA tournament, uh, which was a game won by Auburn in overtime, led by Marquise Daniels, uh, now on the Auburn staff. Um, they have a new. Not a new coach, but it's his second year. Billy Lang took over for Phil Martelli after a long stint with the program. Uh, Billy was a assistant with the Philadelphia 76ers before joining the St. Joe's program. They were not good last year. They were 6-26. and What conference are they in? They are in the Atlantic 10 Conference. And here's a statistic for you that, that really blew my mind. They, 49.7% of their field goal attempts last year were from three. Whoa. I like it. So, and the thing is, is they only made 29.7% of those. Threes. Okay. Don't uh, like did, that. <laughs> how many guys do they have returning from that team? That's, that's a question. Um, they have a lot of new faces on their team. Okay. Good. Um, however, probably good if they shot 29% three. <laughs> however, uh, they, there is one big, uh, big name returning Ryan Daly. He averaged 20 and a half points a game last year, which led the a 10 in scoring. Um, and he was a third team, all a 10 player. That's any, crazy to me. Any but, relation to Chuck Daly? Or John uh, Daly? Don't don't believe so. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I see a big Hooters guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a who isn't? <laughs> he was a thirty-one percent three-point shooter last season, and he will be asked to take on a bigger role uh, this season um, with the Hawks. Um, the one thing that about last year versus this year is, is they brought in a lot of new pace, pieces because. The style of play is much different than it was under Martelli. So, you know, they were trying to break in a new system last year. 
Um, they have a Gonzaga transfer that will run the point, Greg Foster Jr. Um, he didn't play last year, but he should play the point this year. Um, Miles Douglas, who played point last year, will move over to the shooting guard position. And then they have a guy that averaged 10 points a game, Cameron Brown, um, also a guard. And I thought so, he played linebacker for us. Yeah, same, same guy. Same guy. And, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, and then one of the, one of the note here, uh, Ramir Moore is the brother-in-law of Kyle Lowry, plays in the NBA for the Toronto Raptors. That's interesting. So that's about the extent of, of St. Joe's. Um, Guys, I think did you know that St. Joe's, that 0203 St. Joe's team that Auburn beat in the NCAA tournament, had three future NBA players on it? Yeah. Can yeah. you name them? No. I can't remember. Jameer Nelson, Delonte West, and I can't. Oh. There's two of them. <laughs> uh, the third one, last name, it may be Jones, but it's slipping my mind. Dwayne Jones. Yes. Look at you. Did you did <clears throat> guys, Jameer Nelson and Delonte West averaged 18 points and 20 points per game, respectively, that wow. season. And, of course, the year after they played Auburn in the NCAA tournament, they had that undefeated regular season and, and went all the way to the Elite Eight where they lost to Oklahoma State. Exactly. But my boy – Nate Watson guarded Delonte West that game, I bet. Man, could you I imagine bet. him? You basically looked at their basketball reference. It was like they had three guys that averaged 11 points or more, but they all averaged like 17. <laughs> so it was like these three dudes scored all the points, but no one could guard them. Incredible. So uh, how, how, are, how do we think we'll line up against these guys? We don't know what, who, who's playing point guard for us. No, we don't. <laughs> So, no, could I don't be know. you. <laughs> uh, Guess what? It's you. It's one of two people, I assume. Um, it's going to be either Tyrell Turbo Jones or Jalen Williams. <laughs> <laughs> it could be uh, a man named Thor or Justin Powell. Um, uh, as bit as man, they were bigging up Justin Powell's point guard skills last weekend, which kind of makes me think maybe this guy's going to start for us. Well, uh, if you trust Alan Flanagan's Instagram, he yeah. might just be. <laughs> Who was regramming Those... another, some random Auburn edit. Yes. <laughs> I think, uh, I, I, I think we've got a couple of people that Jalen Williams is starting. There's just no, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. That he's, Jalen and Devin Cambridge are both starting. Devin's almost certainly starting. I well. would presume Alan Flanagan is also starting. Yes. I, I Well, I love Alan Flanagan, for one. Um, I think his uh, cool-headedness and his leadership are going to be needed on this team this year. And uh, so I think he's just going to get – he's going to be a starter. Is he, so he's, all, playing, all and he's playing the – Chumo Kiki Isaac Okoro first round draft pick role. Yeah, because you play small four for Bruce Pearl and you go you go pro basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, he came in and did a serviceable job for Isaac uh, when he had to give him a breather last year. Yeah, he did. Um, so, um, I, I will say his, his offense was pretty rough last year. Yeah, uh, especially from three. Pretty uh, raw. Yeah, this three action was not great. Um, 14%, I, I think. Yeah. 
<laughs> so hopefully he's been shooting <laughs> during the pandemic. Uh, but uh, then the, I guess the rest of the, the other two spots kind of up in the air. The point guard we don't know, and the uh, the the five spot we don't really really know. I, I have a hunch that it's probably Thor because I think he's more talented than Stretch. Interesting. I seem to think it's going to be Stretch starting at the five. That's just my maybe. Maybe Thor starts eventually, but I honestly think Stretch gets the first crack at the five spot. But we'll see what happens Thursday. The thing about this offseason is, you know, there's some going into the season rather. There's just so many unknowns because of the pandemic, because of everything yes. that's happened. We don't know what to really expect for anybody, <laughs> yeah. quite frankly. Right. Right. Um, I don't think they know what to expect, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't think that Bruce is sentimental about anything. So I, I don't think that stretch being here for a year and uh, it, it means anything. I, I don't think you're wrong. I think he could definitely start. It's, it's not that I just I, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't want anyone else to think, well, stretch has been here a year. He has some playing time, so he'll he'll get the start. Veteran presence doesn't apply. Yeah. Uh, Horace Spencer went straight to that bench as soon as we had um, somebody that could fill the spot better. Well, doesn't he, isn't Bruce the one that's known for always starting the senior until they fumble and then you don't ever see him again? No, no, that's the other guy. Oh, okay. The other one syllable coach. <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, um, all right. So then we, we wake up early the next day on Friday. And here's what you're going to do. First of all, do. this is kind of weird, right? Like, no. Right. Going from a night game to a morning game? Ryan, here's what you're going to do. You're going to get up and make a cup of coffee. While the coffee's brewing. This is Auburn's biggest game of the year on a Friday for the first time since 2010, Ryan? Is this that right? is the biggest game of Thanksgiving week in I, I don't know how long. Okay. Let me give you guys some advice. You're going to get up, make a cup of coffee. While the I don't coffee, drink coffee. While the coffee's brewing, you're going to grab you a piece of toast. You're going to make toast. You are going to put butter on that toast. You're going to take a little bit of cream cheese and put it on that toast. Can it be cinnamon raisin toast? No. Can it just you, be a bagel? You're not going to want that. You're not yeah, going to want that for what's, cream cheese. Not for what's coming next. Okay. You're going to take a little bit of that cranberry sauce from the day before. Oh, see, I don't do that either. You're going to put on top of that cream cheese, a little bit of that dark meat turkey on top of that. Oh. Guys, that is what you're going to be eating as you sit down to watch Auburn defeat number one Gonzaga at 10 o'clock in the morning, Central Time. 11. If you're at 11 o'clock, take the cream cheese out on that piece of toast. Throw the dressing on there from the day before. That's a pretty good little mid-morning snack. Yeah, I think my morning's going to be a little bit different. I'm planning on taking leftover turkey and making some chili on Friday. Mm. So mm. swing some of that by my house, right? Yeah. Are looking forward sm- to it. Are you smoking a turkey this year and you're smoking? So we usually, we are a two turkey family. Okay. Uh, one for Thanksgiving that we're going to fry. Uh. And then traditionally we take Saturday, and as long as we're not tailgating at the game or anything, and we will smoke one at home. Uh, get up first thing in the morning and smoke the turkey. I, I like to smoke one at home too, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> While you watch Gonzaga basketball. <laughs> that and smoking the minute. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that game is early. Like there's, is there, there's less than 24 hours between these games. I no yeah, one yeah. game is, yeah, one game's on Thanksgiving. No, one game is tomorrow, right? What Thursday. So we like to play does Chrono, but I guess we're doing, uh, yeah. So we have a game Thursday. 
Thursday's yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, so Thursday, Thanksgiving at night, and then the next one's in the morning. So there's like eight hours between the games here. <laughs> a little bit more, but yeah. Something I don't like know, that. I don't know the times. Like I don't know the times. So. <laughs> well, if you look at the show notes. Oh. There is, I, well, there is so basically it will be from 5.30 yeah. on Thursday to 10 a.m. on Friday. Well, wait, wait, that's wait, wait. Six, that's 16 what? and a half hours. Yeah. When, is the game, when is the game Friday? 3.30 on okay. Thursday, 10 a.m. on Friday. Yeah, that's not many hours. Um, <laughs> man, why, if you go why to did they Joe's, do this? By the way, guys, you don't have a Trader Joe's. But if you had a Trader Joe's, you could go and get everything bagel seasoning. See, I never, ever would I eat that. It goes great on your toast, especially your toast with turkey on it the day after Thanksgiving. Mm. I'm craving that right now. I'm, I'm sitting here just I'm, wishing I had that I'm toast in front of me. Feeling like of, throwing up right now. Instead of these show notes, looking at how we're going to lose to Zaga. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that Gonzaga game is uh, maybe that's why I feel like throwing up right now. They're pretty good, right? Yeah, the best team. They're going to be the best number one team we face all week. I can tell you that. Hmm. They might score more points than the other one. Well, I think pretty sure. I think we're doing real good if they don't. <laughs> right. Uh, we're really, really bad. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, Will, what's uh, what's our plan of attack here with Gonzaga? I mean, it's I don't I don't know where you go with this. I mean, this was this was already a, a a huge mountain to climb for Auburn, and then you know, Sharif's eligibility being in doubt, it just makes it even tougher. Auburn's gonna have to. I mean, Auburn's gonna have to get really hot from three, and they're gonna have to get some guys in foul trouble. And I don't even think then that's going to make a difference. There's just a lot of depth on this Gonzaga team. Um, you know, I was really Devin for- Cambridge going eight, eight of 10 from three. He's done it before. <laughs> We're going to need that. Well, I, I think the issue here, I, I, we have, I think we've been preparing to be without Sharif going into this game. So that that's not the biggest issue. I think the biggest issue is that we were expecting – 15 points at least from Sharif every game. Yeah. And I don't know that we have a replacement for that at that position. All right. You guys want to talk about game three? Play UCF? No, UCF. Okay. Well, we, got, we can yeah, talk we, a little more about Gonzaga. Yeah, we didn't no, talk about no, we, we can't, didn't actually Ryan, talk about We've been Zags. talking for 45 minutes. We still got to talk about the Tennessee game. <laughs> <laughs> Will, tell us, tell us what else you got in Gonzaga. Um, they also, they, um, they have a stud freshman point guard, Jalen Suggs, one, their highest program recruit in history. Man, I wish we had ours. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, two, two. Uh, well, there's actually three. The big three, I'd say: Corey Kispert, Drew Timmy, Joel uh, Joel Ai. Uh, I think I said that right. He's from France, so if I me- mess that up, I apologize. Um, really good players. I honestly think this might be Gonzaga's best team. And if I were to pick a national champion today, this would be the team I'd pick. They're just Except, They're loaded to their position, quite frankly. Except Gonzaga cannot get out of the Sweet 16, Will. They just they can't do it. I don't think I've ever seen them do it my whole life. Every year it's like, oh, watch out for I, Gonzaga, and they don't ever they, go to the Final Four. They made the uh, Elite Eight at least in uh, 99, I believe. <laughs> made the yeah. Elite Eight in 99. They played for a national championship in 2016 yeah, right. or 17 and lost to UNC. That's right. It was the, the final four was in Phoenix. I think it was 17. 
So twice in 20 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah it was 17 because they played South Carolina in the Final Four. That's only one more than Auburn in the last 20 years. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, we hear about them every uh, they single year. Lost the championship game in 17. They were Elite Eight in 99, 15, 17, 19. Oh, see, Crow, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, and they got a lot of C16s. They went a long time before that '99 team without uh, between the John Stockton years. Like yeah, that's they went to nobody C16 really so many had times anything. they could never get past the hump for a number of years. That was well, no, their nobody. They, they never were, even made it to the second round until '99. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, like that was a big, big year for them because I I picked them to go to the Elite Eight that year. So uh, I won our bracket challenge because of that. Okay, so we play Central Florida. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fight no, Orlando. Will's favorite of, team, right? The inventors of Another space. championship game. <sighs> uh, yeah. Monday night. Yeah. Space. That's a home game for them. That's that, messed up. That is a home game for them. They are playing uh, – they're actually only playing four non-conference games, but they're playing Oklahoma, Auburn, Michigan, and Florida State. Wow, that's – There's their four non-conference games. That's pretty good. And I was going to say that'd be a pretty good football schedule, but I mean, they, they made the tournament. Michigan last year. and Florida State, not so much. <laughs> uh, didn't they make the tournament two or were they expected to make it last With year? Taco? They were in it. They were in it uh, same year as Auburn, 2018 okay, 19, with Taco Fall, and they lost to Duke by one in the round of 32. That's a game they really should have won, if you really, you know, honestly. Mm. And uh, there was a controversial. Call no call late in that game that really went Duke's way. No way! Oh, what? You I know that shocks you guys. You me? <laughs> what? No way! Duke doesn't get those calls. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of games that they really escaped last in that tournament in 2019. What? But that's that's yeah. never happened with a Duke team in the tournament. They've never <laughs> or squeaked their way game, through, or a random UNC game, or a Wake Forest <laughs> game on a Thursday night. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a little rough life after Taco. They were sixteen and fourteen last year. Okay. Um, but it's a rough life after tacos. Yeah, they they actually yesterday got a Monday. They got a uh, L, uh, transfer from oh. Oregon. CJ Walker oh. eligible, oh. a top recruit that came back home. So huh. yeah, imagine that. Madam <laughs> CJ Walker. CJ Madam yes. CJ Walker. <laughs> Madam CJ Walker. But anyway, I uh, but yeah. So he was uh, he was a, def- a top recruit. Went to Oregon, was there for a year, came back, and he was cleared on Monday. They were picked eighth in the American this year, so I think they'll finish a little higher than eighth. I don't really know a whole lot about UCF yet, um, but yeah, another another chance to get revenge on the Knights. I'm sure folks can look out uh, at the site for a uh, for for a, a piece from you uh, at some point, right? Yes, yeah, um, that is that is accurate. Is it just gonna say go Bulls? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. What would that have felt like for you if if UCF had beaten Duke in that tournament? It'd have been Pain. a tough pill to swallow, huh? Pain. <laughs> He's a Duke fan too. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if you guys don't know who Madam T.J. Walker is, if you listen to this, that's a that's a good story to read. Is the Madam T.J. Walker story? We need to. That's a person who needs to be more famous than she was. Also, I want more people to get my jokes. So, yes. 
Is this, a, is this another cycling one? No, she was the first self-made millionaire, first female self-made millionaire <laughs> in the history of the United States. She's African-American. She's like, you must not have had a very good Black History Month in high school. <laughs> uh, I'm from Georgia, of course. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> really? You Well, okay. You're from the suburbs. Yeah. Cobb County over here. Braves. <laughs> he's, he's from Bravesland. Come on. Come on. I don't know if you guys noticed the Braves were the only Atlanta sports team not to hype up the uh, Gucci Mane versus whatever Jeezy Instagram battle. The, the Hawks were all over it. The Falcons were all over it. A- Atlanta United was all over it. It's Braves, not really the, Braves, the, the no Braves uh, wheelhouse. <laughs> no, <really> they're demo. <laughs> A bunch of old 50-something-year-olds hanging out at the country club where they don't really know who Jeezy is, I guess. All right. And I definitely didn't have that at the battery. No. <laughs> All right, so... I did see an outcast perform at the battery. No. Football. Right. We played Tennessee. We won. Chief, how did it feel to beat Jeremy Pruitt in person? How you see? How did you feel to watch his face Buddy. in person? Well, that was the only um, drawback to being there is I couldn't see his face in person. Um, I was I was uh, I was in very low in the end zone, probably the worst uh, angle I've ever watched a game at in there. But I did get to see the pick six like happen literally right in front of my face. Huge I was play. I was ten yards away from it. It was amazing. So uh, that was cool. I did not get to see the confused bumpkin look on Jeremy Pruitt's face and that that does hurt. I do have it recorded though, so I do uh, plan to sit down and 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 crack occurs and and I was enjoy. surprised that he was wearing a normal human's mask, <laughs> mask as opposed to looking like he was declaring a fatwa on Auburn. I don't know <laughs> why why he's chosen to switch up masks. Oh but God! I really, I really uh, I'm really sad about it. I wanted to see him peering out of that weird lycra hood that he yeah, had on the last couple of weeks. It was uh, it was a little, it was a little tight there at the beginning when they went up ten to nothing. That that was a little scary. Um, but then uh, then we handled things pretty yeah. easily, and it was uh, it's pretty good. Their quarterback sucked. Um. Ours didn't, so that was cool. When did they pull Garantano? Uh, Beginning of the fourth quarter, I think. Yeah, yeah, after our was last. That just cause he I think was it was 30 to 10 at that point. And I didn't think he was playing so horribly bad that they needed to pull him. I was actually surprised by that. Nah, he wasn't playing good either. Yeah, but like, it was a close the other, game. The other guy was way worse. So Oh, way worse. <laughs> um, Yeah, I... I don't know why that happened. You'd have to ask Jeremy Pruitt. He is he's a football savant, I'm told. So Yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't know who it told would, you that. It, it would be great. He uh, probably well, is. there were a lot of people that sort of expected him to uh take the Alabama job when Nick Saban left. I hope not so. as a sacrificial y- Yeah, but okay. they, they thought, oh well he could he could still he'd still make the playoff with this team, is what I heard. Uh your lips so, like, is our definition of not playing bad, um, 65% completion, 
six and a half yards in attempt, no touchdowns, one pick. I mean, I've seen worse. I mean, I've definitely seen pick? worse. You benched your senior quarterback after one pick. I th- let me check well, the numbers on this. He might have more. It was touchdowns a mighty big pick. Hey, Brian. True or false? Bo Nix has not been benched in games where he has played much worse than that this season. <laughs> That's sort of what I was getting at. I've seen much worse. <laughs> um, it was a pick six, though. So it was the play of the game. It was. It was. It might have been well, the best quote after the game too by Smoke Monday of, "Yeah, he doesn't look people off." I knew it was going to be there, and I was not going <laughs> to well, need it in the end zone. <laughs> it was funny because I was I was standing down there, but the the play before I was I I feel like I played a part in it uh, because Jalen Simpson was. Uh, there and I was yelling ball 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 and he looked back and he swatted that thing away this time I was doing the same thing until I see smoke Monday come out of the right side of my field of vision and just snatch that sucker out of the air and take off that was pretty awesome um it was uh that was cool he won defensive player of the week he did because he was actually pretty good not just on that one play he had a pretty nice pretty nice game Ryan, did we cut off your quote that you were going to give? No, I didn't actually have the quote in front of me. I was just telling you what he said. Um, And how good was the single most wide open touchdown in maybe Auburn football history? I was in the can. (laughs) Like, (laughs) actually, I was I was at the concession stand at that point uh, when it happened. But uh, I mean, so I did miss that awesome play in out. In person, and they kept talking about how he's the fastest man in college football, but like he could have been the slowest man in college football no. and probably still scored. The best part is the still of the uh, Tennessee defender with his hands up as if he's saying touchdown as he's yeah. ten yards behind him. He's looking at he was looking at his at the safety who he thought had help over the top. Well, the reason he, he didn't, didn't have help up. over the top is because the safety decided to double. JJ Peggy's yeah. up the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a s- super uh, intelligent football move there. <laughs> and now I want to see the play where JJ is in Schwartz's spot yeah. and is wide open 50 yes. yards downfield. Yes. In SFW. Yes. I hope it happens against the Alabama Crimson Tide. But I hope we just. Oh, we got to talk, talk about that too. Uh, the uh, punter in there, switch him around play. Oh, yeah. Uh, showed that again. <laughs> That and was, guess what? Uh, Even Jeremy Pruitt didn't freak out about it. No, see, now the goal is the first fourth down of the game in the next week or two, we do it again, and this time we just throw it to the punter just to mess with people's brains. <laughs> I we didn't just understand. Play. I didn't understand on that one why we didn't um, just pooch kick it, although it ended up being a great punt when we actually punted it, so I get it, but... It felt like a time when Bo, we could have just had Bo try to draw him off sides and then get it and just give a little pooch. Because he wanted um, he wanted the punt returner to run out of the field and get 12 men on the field again. But if they had done uh, that, Tennessee would have just faked an injury. Yeah, right, which we did see this week. Yep. Jeremy Pruitt, stand, he's a stand-up guy, real, real class act. So you think the player was coached to run out on the field and then fall over? I think the player understood the the point of the no. game and was like, hey, wait a minute. If I don't fall down, we're going to get 12 on the field. I don't know if a coach had to tell him that or not. I think the player just knew 
Uh, is there a scenario where he got halfway out onto the field and realized, oh shit, I'm not supposed to be here? That's what I think happened. <laughs> that's what I think happened. So he's not field, like, like nope. oh, like somebody told me to go on and I wasn't supposed to, but oh, I ran off and I fucked up. And I think there's, yeah, I I, I do think that maybe they'll because this is not the first instance of that happening, they're going to take a look at the rules on that. I don't know how you, how you do I apologize for Ryan's language tonight, guys. I know. We're gonna put Your the explicit boss. tag on there, Jack. This is most of our listener base is youth ministers. Someone <laughs> <laughs> say football rule changes potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well guys, now it's us calling for one. I know. 2020 has got us all acting weird. <laughs> Guess what? It's not going to happen. No. Um, I don't think there's anything else to talk about. No, we got our biggest game of the year um, for the Auburn on University morning, Tigers yeah. on Friday, and that's uh, that's yeah. all we got. Um, I'm excited for. I, we sort of sounded a little down about. But I'm really excited for basketball. I'm, I'm excited I, for another year yeah. in Cambridge. I I was not. Uh, I know a lot of people that were just kind of like, well, I was looking forward to basketball this year, but now, and I'm like, ah, screw it. We still got a whole season to play. Let's go out there and play some basketball. The fun thing is that I feel like this is a situation where Auburn can screw everything up. And usually when Auburn can do that, they will. Yep. <laughs> so well, hey, so go, the, go give all the top seeds losses. Remember go the last beat Gonzaga, time. Go beat Baylor. Go beat Kentucky. And uh, just tank everybody else's season. Yeah, remember yeah. the last time we had the the, the siege mentality? We uh, we uh, did we had a really good season, and then might as well not have been in the tournament anyway. So, <laughs> look at this as an opportunity for Auburn to grow, develop some of these young guys. Yeah, and hopefully everything gets settled. And next season, look out because these Tigers are going to come. Come for some revenge. Come for some blood. Hopefully, we get Devin Cambridge, the human meme, back again next year. Look, I, I'm hoping that uh, somebody has uh, taught Devin how to play a little bit better defense, and um, and then he can become a really great player that I enjoy watching play. And I'm excited about the new guys like uh, Devin Cambridge, um, uh, Jalen Williams, who's basically a new player because we barely mm-hmm. saw him at all last year. Um, I'm just I'm 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 excited. We don't get to see Sharif, but there's still there's still new dudes on this team that did, either didn't play much or weren't here. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Okay. So if we're taking Sharif out of the equation, who is your pick for the best, the biggest freshman year for these freshmen? Oh, the freshmen. Fresh, I don't know. Freshman uh, four. I mean, yeah. Guys, I got I gotta go. We gotta hurry up. My computer's right. gonna die. <laughs> this call's gotta be okay. done. <laughs> um, right. I think it's gonna be a great season because we got Jalen Williams and he's gonna bounce the ball off the backboard a couple more times this year. Um, yes, please. The fan account approves. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week after Auburn's basketball is three and zero. Oh no.